This is Missouri Loves Company. I'm Brock Wilbur. And I'm Vivian Kane. This is one of our new uh, bonus political episodes, because part of the thesis of the show is that we talk about uh, our relationship, and we talk to cool people in the new city we moved to, but also that we're involved in things. And this is sort of our Thanksgiving wrap-up that combines all three of those yeah. into one. Uh, a couple of quick political things that have happened in the state to get out of the way. The first is that the Kansas City Star just revealed that uh, the state of Kansas, uh, on nearly every governmental level, is not revealing the truth about how it's working like in any of its political operations. There was a big blockbuster thing that the repercussions of... It, it's one of those things where they were just like, hey... Guess what? Everything's fucked, and that bomb dropped, and now figuring out the details are going to take months and maybe years to get to. That That's Kansas, or that's, that's Missouri? That's Kansas side. Oh, okay. Well, Missouri uh, loves company, and that company is Kansas. <laughs> yes, Kansas is Missouri's Brock. Oh, I get to be Missouri? Yeah, you get to be Missouri. Oh, yay. You're the star, baby. <laughs> uh, and there is a story that... Uh, I mentioned on this show that uh, we were here on election day. We couldn't vote yet, and that I had seen some local campaign ads that featured a Republican insisting that a Democrat was with Hillary Clinton still. This is a year afterwards. Uh, and uh, there is a there is a piece running about how uh, his dirty politics allowed him to uh, get a Senate seat again. And they write up, uh, the guy's name is uh, Mike Searpot, uh, and he was running against a woman named Hillary Shields. So her name was Hillary, so he didn't have to walk that far to connect her to Hillary Clinton. Uh, but they say in this article about some of the lies that were uh, used in these local ads. This is just the paragraph. One ad funded by the Missouri Senate Campaign Committee showed Shields shaking her fist from behind a podium while trying to fire up a crowd at a rally. Quote, this is Hillary Shields, founder of a fringe group of professional protesters propped up by special interests who want complete government control of health care. Far left, extreme, out of touch, and dangerous liberal extremists are wrecking havoc on our communities. Some even called for the president to be assassinated. <laughs> the, now, so there is. Sorry, who? Let's give credit to who are you quoting there? Who's that from? Is uh, that from well, the Star? This is from the Kansas City Star, mm -hmm. uh, writing up uh, just uh, some of these things. And there is a very low-level local politician who had said that she wanted Trump assassinated in like a social media post. Uh, and the, the woman, uh, I mean, that first is, of all, who doesn't, but <laughs> keep going. <laughs> oh God, come on. I need to keep my job. Uh, but, uh, uh, basically, uh, during this campaign, uh, this low level, uh, government representative who did say this thing on social media and deleted it and apologized and was like, I'm sorry, I was caught up in this thing, but he's a racist. And they were like, apologize for that. And she did do that as well. Uh, Part of this campaign was to say that this woman, Hillary Shields, that was running, never made that other person be accountable, and in fact was worse than the person that had said that they wanted uh, Trump to be assassinated. So it was applying a quote to somebody who never said it about a thing that she doesn't run that person. Like, it, it's it's so many levels of lies, but it's like, no, she's on the same side with murder. Uh, and it worked, and this guy won his Senate seat again. Uh, and... Uh, there is uh, just so much to be done here. And it's it's so weird to walk in and to see stuff like this just really taking control. But a big story that uh, is also breaking right now is that in Oklahoma, which is uh, much like Kansas and much like Missouri, just a very, like it's a Republican stronghold, 
there's just a big Democrat revolt happening in Oklahoma right now where people are flooding the state house and stuff. And the reason is, and I and I think that this is what is hopefully finally goddamn coming to Kansas. It's just that all of these policies and these things that a lot of them are Trump policies that he wants to try out. They've already failed, and they're failing so hard that lifelong Republicans are finally standing up. In Oklahoma right now, most of the schools are doing uh, four days a week because they fucked up their budget so hard, they can't keep schools open for a week at a time. And lifelong Republicans are like, look, whatever we believe in, let's all agree that schools should be open. Like, we have to do something to change that. And so even like the the Republican governor of Oklahoma is like, yeah, there's gonna there's a change a coming. Uh, and to see everyone sort of rebelling against it at the same time and to see them be able to point to like things that are as high up as Donald Trump and be like, well, this trickle down of bad ideas isn't working for anyone is to start to see in this region for the first time in my life, the beginnings of people saying like, well, what's the other option? And that's, that's, that's the, that's all that needs to happen for change to begin. And that, that feels really good. Brooks. And, and my wife is good at politics too. Yeah, no, Brock's I mean Brock's looking at me to to weigh in here, but I I don't know. I I can't really. I mean I can and I do. <laughs> so never mind. Uh but I don't know. It's it's different for me. It's easy for me to to make jokes that are also not really jokes to be like uh you know, I'm from California. I'm going to fix it here, but like it's they aren't jokes and they are and they aren't. I yeah, totally but it's get what also it's also really insulting to the people that grew up here and that live here and to Republicans specifically, which to be perfectly honest, I do not give a fuck if I'm insulting to Republicans. But And that's part of the joy of this yeah. show, because <laughs> I, I feel like I have a Republican leaning in me and I always will be and that's the part of me that wants to be able to talk to them. You also have Republicans in your family that like I never have. I just right. never have. I come from a very liberal, very progressive family. I grew up in a California bubble, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. If I could change <laughs> anything about my up- upbringing, I wouldn't want more both sidesism in my life. But I just wish that as a kid I would have had more conservative well, principles no, but I mean, voiced you're, upon me. That's what you are doing right now. Like it's it's super hypocritical. It doesn't stop me from doing it, but mm. I recognize the hypocrisy in me coming or not hypocrisy, maybe just assholishness of me coming in and bringing my liberal California ways to the Midwest. But for you, like I don't know that you were looking at me to to weigh in there in a very long silence that maybe Terrence will edit down or maybe he won't and leave it as awkward as it was. Also but, edit out that part where she acknowledges the silence. Hi, Terrence. Um, but there's just something different about uh, you growing up here and leaving and coming back and that I have a ton of opinions, <laughs> but... I like hearing you talk about what's happening here because it is very different from how I uh, feel comfortable talking about what's happening here. And that kind of gets into what we're uh, recording this episode to discuss. Uh, Please listen to shows like, uh, uh, what is it, uh, 
uh, with friends like these. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything by Crooked Media. Anything, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, we wouldn't be doing this show if it yeah. wasn't for everything on Crooked Media. Subscribe but with to friends all like shows. these is, is great. Uh, uh, it, with friends like these did a crossover episode with uh, the hilarious world of mental illness. Yeah. Uh, it's hosted by Anna Marie Cox. Um, it, and she, it's, it's not both sides-ism because I, have no patience for that but her whole thing is having difficult conversations and she is married to a republican and i hate hearing about a lot of her putting up with living with a republican because and you hate I just some of her opinions about things couldn't. too <laughs> yeah but I've, I've learned a lot and I, I respect everything that she does so much they, I, it was it was a, to bring up because uh, the Thanksgiving episode of that show, like uh, I was driving home the three hour drive for Thanksgiving, uh, and uh, almost all my political podcasts put out a Thanksgiving episode, and some were like, "What if we just do the really dry fucking budget talk right now?" It's like, no, it's not as good. And the rest of them were about uh, taking self care of your mental health around the holidays. God damn the folks over at Crooked Media for their ad breaks that just started breaking <laughs> in with these jokes about, like, your Republican family can be changed. You they, just have to find the right facts. You have facts. to find the right, the right argument. And Throw they can, it on the can, table. You can fix them. <laughs> you can fix them. Uh, so what, what happened? Uh, Viv's family is out of San Francisco. My family is out of Salina, Kansas. This has always been an issue. This uh, was our crossover episode. This was our crossover episode. God. <laughs> I... I, I parrot you, and then I realize what you're saying, and then I feel bad, such as marriage. Uh, we well, got, our marriage. We got married out here in January. Uh, we went to my family's house in Salina, Kansas. It was a very small wedding in the home. Our families met. It was fantastic. There was also a rule. Uh, it was, uh, it was what, the... Uh, the Two days after it, the... No, it was a week, because the inauguration right. was the 20th, right? And we yeah. got married on the 28th, so it was barely a week. After the inauguration, um, I was... Which I was home for and watched with everyone while they... Yeah. While some cheered and some were silent. I, I flew in a few days later, and I think that Brock gave a pretty solid warning of, like, Viv will melt down or explode, maybe on everyone, <laughs> maybe just into herself, but I was... Uh, I was a wreck. I was uh, like a, like probably most of the people listening. I was a you, wreck. You from... flew out of LA. You flew yeah. over the women's march. Oh, that's right. I flew out the would day of the women's march. I was just hoping to have a window seat looking over downtown so I could see it all, and I, I didn't. Like I missed. We, we also had friends that were volunteers with my organization. I was working with at the time that put our name on signs so that we could be there. Too. Yeah, of a, a volunteering group with uh with for like children's literacy uh they they went they yeah they put little like post-its in their pockets with our names on them so that we could be there in spirit it was the cutest <laughs> silliest thing i've ever heard but we did have the we did have the rule no politics at the wedding yeah. And uh, my grandparents uh they stuck to it they stuck to it but so uh, did my family <laughs> they they kept fucking with it a little bit in this way that they're like well, we're going to talk about the inauguration because that's not political. That's just a party. And I was like, I, I see what you're say, doing. They did not say this to me. And they I am said grateful it to me. And you. I was like, I see yeah. what line you're trying to draw here. And so the wedding went off fine. No one did that thing. I but, didn't melt down or explode. <laughs> but here we are at Thanksgiving. We bring the families back together. And it's no been one, a while. No one said that rule out loud, right? We didn't. We did not reestablish ground rules. We probably my, should. We my grandparents should. needed to be probably should have been reminded, and I, mm -hmm. I do feel like there is a responsibility there on me. But there is also a part of it that is just everything has become so exaggerated so quickly, and it keeps getting worse. 
that uh, a a conversation that probably should have been about facts nearly... Well, first of all, a conversation that shouldn't have happened in that house. We all get together under one roof, uh, and Viv's mother is an accountant, and my grandfather tried to talk about all the money people were going to save under Trump's new uh, tax measures, and uh, Viv's mother, who knows what she's talking about, started to explain how no one was going to save money except for millionaires, uh, and at some point, basically what happened was my grandfather just started shouting Fox News. Yeah, well, I mean, what... I'm sorry, can I... Go ahead, you were there, there and Yeah, it. so... Uh... I'm going to preface this by saying I love Brock's entire family. Oh, this is this is all there, and, and none, everyone ends ends this on on good terms. Also, no one in our family should listen to this, so everyone just turn off. Dad, go away. Go, Mom, you're go away. You're fine. I love you. Um, but also, everyone's fine. Everyone's <laughs> <yeah>. fine. <laughs> but uh, what I saw happen was that he. Your grandfather, I came into the room while my mom was explaining how small businesses like hers, because she's self-employed, are going to have a tax rate of 25%, while uh, major corporations will have a tax rate of 20%. And your grandfather came in with the question he loves to ask, which is, well, how do you know that? Which he's asked me about feminism before. Like, I know men who get paid less than women. So how do you know feminism is necessary or sexism is real? Like, Viv and my grandfather have had... Uh, have had, they've had these fantastic conversations, yeah. but if you were to walk in at the wrong point, you would hear him uh, not understand the difference between feminism and women's suffrage. Yeah. He's like, well, they it's, vote now, right? I, and she's like, oh, that's not yeah. what we're talking I about. I love your grandfather, but he is a walking definition of mansplaining. <laughs> uh, because I walked in to, to him asking my mother how she knows, and the answer is, because it's her fucking job to know. But she said, what I walked into was her saying, well, because I've read the bill, and your father, who I love, but is also a Republican, I love and is a Republican, not but, um, your your father agreed with my mother in front of your grandfather, and everyone's brains melted at the same time. I agree. I, I thought that I died in that moment, because we were all just agreeing, like, no, that's not what's well, happening. That's, I mean, that's what... <laughs> What you were talking about, about this, like, this reckoning that's coming to the Midwest, to Oklahoma, this, like, revolt against Trump because Republicans are having to agree with Trump or, by default, side with liberals because we've created the system where there's there's nothing in between, you know? if they dis- Which is the same thing as watching these people, like, have to admit, like, for the first time in my life, I've donated uh, to the Doug Jones campaign, mm-hmm. even though I'm a lifelong Republican, because... Come the fuck on. Let's have a standard. Yeah. And, and people are mad at them for that. And you're like, but, well, come on. We have to have something. But that's what Fox News, um, that's why Fox News, I think, is the greatest evil in the country. And that's what your grandfather watches exclusively because Fox News is straight up propaganda in that it takes the side of Trump no matter what, it it manipulates facts. It does not care about reality. It does not care about small businesses. It does not care about your Republican father or your grandfather. It only cares about making whatever Republicans are in office look good. And I was so, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, t- I, I didn't get to tell your father this because of everything else that was going on. But uh, <laughs> that moment, I was just so, so proud that like so many so many people on both sides are reverting to tribalism and right. some form of propaganda i think that fox news and the the conservative side is much 
much worse to the detriment of the entire country. But I obviously I see tribalism on both sides and the fact that uh, sure, your there, father, there are some the, sites we don't share with each other at this yeah. point because we're like, we know that well, there's, there's something fake wrong news there. on the <laughs> left. Like there is there's actual fake news, not fake news, exclamation point, sad exclamation point. But uh, just to know that, like, it's really easy, I think, for a lot of liberals to conflate um, Republicans and Fox News blindness. And it was really nice right. to see this Thanksgiving while it made me really mad to see it in your grandfather, the fact that your, you know, lifelong Republican father valued facts and how they affected him and his small business over what, you know, Fox News tells him he's supposed to think is was just really, uh, it was it was very cool to see. Uh, Thank and you. And then your grandfather yeah. started talking about um, those pedophiles on the left, uh, and I had to leave the room. <laughs> yeah, that went poorly. And then we, uh, once again, we all made up later, and yeah, everyone's uh, gr- and we all still love everyone. I, <laughs> I did the, I got, I, I didn't get this from Anna Marie Cox, but I really liked hearing her say it on with friends like these. She, when like she and her husband, who's again a Republican, they she says that they fight a whole lot less than they could because she uses just her presence in the conversation, her participation as, I don't know, not her weapon, but like, that's what she has. And so she doesn't always like fight and argue, but she says, she says on her podcast that, that sometimes she'll say like, if you're going to keep saying this, I'm going to leave the room. I'm not, you can have this conversation, but you are not entitled to my participation in it. And without talking about it, both my mother and I at different points well, they were like 90 seconds apart, but I, I didn't notice that we both did it. Uh, like we both just left the room. I said I was going to do it first. I said like, I don't want to talk about Fox News. I don't want to you, talk you about- You both did declare like, yeah. here is your chance to stop I am or not, I'm going I do, to leave. If you keep talking about Fox News, what, what Fox News hosts say, if you keep talking <laughs> about Fox News, I'm going to have to leave the room. And I said it a few times and then I did. And I think that that is a- Good tactic that I will continue to use. It's a much better tactic than, than screaming fighting, something yeah. or something. Just <laughs> to say, you know what, I I am done with this, and yeah. I thought we agreed, and it just uh, it just kept happening, and uh, you know, it was in the span of like fifteen seconds, and then and then it was over because I love your family, and they're my family now too, and and I don't want to fight with them about it. Also, it is my job to talk about what bullshit Fox News is all day, every day, and this was a holiday, so I just wasn't <laughs> gonna do it. You aren't being paid to do that. Your yeah. mother wasn't being paid to offer my cousin tax advice. Uh, yeah, lots of <laughs> lots of people did. <laughs> did did their work, and and there was there were cultural moments such as a member of my family bringing up. That a, a friend of his was at a gas station uh, and was felt threatened by a group of black people, so he pulled out a surface-to-air missile. Mm-hmm. This is not an exaggeration of the story he told. His story could be an exaggeration, mm-hmm. uh, but it, and the look on your uh, San Francisco mother's face... Yeah. Uh, and your slow turn to her like a member of the Adams family <laughs> suddenly reincarnating and then just saying, things are different here. <laughs> and uh, it was my favorite moment of Thanksgiving. It's the moment I am most thankful for because then everything uh, stopped and we all just ate and pretended we didn't hear this weirdly racist gun story. <laughs> but also, but I do want to make clear that like, because while that is a valid response of everyone pretending they didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all, I also want to make clear that I am not okay with that. 
I'm not okay with ignoring that when it's in front of me. So, oh, my, and and this is a my, good point. Yeah, no, we nothing gets ignored, and we I, we made it, fun of that situation by being like, "This is stupid." Well, it's just this again because I come from such a homogenous area. You know, the there's that there's there's the thing you talk you say about the holidays of like all the family has to come together and the crazy uncle and you have to you know you have to find a way to talk or you fight and I've just I've never had that and what my experience with Thanksgiving knowing that that was what I was going into and it it was it was the first like stereotypical Thanksgiving dinner I've ever had with so many different political views yeah but I I don't think I said this to you ahead of time but I I was very proud of myself for, you know, saying to your grandfather, I won't talk about this. If you need to talk about this, I'm going to leave. And when your cousin was talking about feeling threatened or his friend feeling threatened by a group of of black people, like, I I just want to put myself on the record. Is this an official record? This is the official record. Of, like, I was, I knew, I was not, um... I told myself ahead of time that I wasn't going to ignore that shit. And I didn't. I, from my point of view, I made it clear when something was being talked about that made me upset and saying, like, we don't, we're not fighting, but stop it. (laughs) Uh, Because I was not willing to have bigotry or racism or any of that that I know isn't a part of your family, but they slit, like... They slip into that Fox News mindset sometimes in a way. It's tribalism. That, that's the better word for yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. It's, yes. It is a fine line between um, repeating things that you hear, repeating like racist and bigoted things that you hear. And I don't know. There, th- this is perhaps, uh, your listeners on this show, you're going to be with us for a number of years, I assume, because we're going to be married for a very mm-hmm. long time and doing this for a long time. My family uh, went through a period where my mom watched Fox News basically all day, every day. Uh, and it reached a breaking point a couple of years ago where I, she would start uh, being very, like, sobbing when I got on a plane. Uh, and I, I asked her once about it and... Uh, what she offered up to me was basically this idea about how Al-Qaeda was poisoning uh, Catholicism wine and sneaking it over the Mexican border. It, it was this it was this elaborate conspiracy theory that I was like, do you hear what this sounds like? And I think that she really listened to that and was like, yeah, what I just said might have been so far out there. And, and we've never really talked about that moment, uh, but she did start to uh, pull it back. And and this was maybe the biggest, greatest, like, fuck you I've ever gotten from my mom was that I told her, like, if you watch news, if you watch news all day that makes you angry, you'll just always be sad and angry. And so she stopped doing it. Uh, but then uh, I was home around the time that, like I mentioned, we were prepping a wedding right after the inauguration. And she said to me one day, hey, uh, a very smart person once told me you'll make yourself real <laughs> sad watching the news all day. I was like, mom, this is different, mm-hmm. but also exactly the same. My mother and my father did a very good job a couple of years ago of starting to not watch Fox on every TV in the house all day long and to start to try to engage with some other media outlets. My dad, at least, I think, watches some CNN every once in a while, or at least he has told me that he does so. 
every once in a while it's get, 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 somebody calls it fake news and you're like, uh, don't do what you're doing. Uh, but we pull it back in. Uh, and my mom likes watching at this point, basically like the two shows on Fox that are just the round tables where women yell at a man and the man is liberal and he's the wrong. show that your grandparents keep telling me to watch because out, women out, are on it. Outnumbered in the five. Everyone loves those. It's not news. It's just some opinions and they're loud. Uh, and which, they let women talk, so I'll love it, and it'll prove Fox News is good. Which are somehow so much worse it's for me. It's so much worse, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if anyone read the Vulture piece about the guy that spent 30 days watching nothing but Fox News <laughs> all day. Uh, it, it reduced me to tears because it reminded me of that time in my family's life when uh, I would call in and I could hear my mom having a panic attack about a thing that wasn't real. And and so the weird part of all this, uh, to, to give a structure to it so you understand as we move forward, my grandparents have never been those people. In the last year and a half or so, basically from the point that Trump announced that he was running, they have been in that place where now suddenly Fox News is on all day long for them. And part of it is, I think, they have 80 controllers in their house, mostly for like DVD players that haven't existed in a decade and a half. So they just get something on and they just watch it all day at 10,000 times a normal human volume. And they don't know how to switch off. So they will call and be like, you know, everything's fake news or something. I'm like, where did you even hear that term? This is so weird. But they have, it, it, it is very much, uh, and me and Viv talked about this a little bit, kind of what's happened with the country where my parents were right wing. And then I think they saw how right wing Fox news made my grandparents and heard it come out of somebody else's mouth. And was like too far. That's, that's too far in that direction. And they, they started centering themselves again. And it's sort of the hope that everyone hears somebody else say out loud, the craziest, stupidest thing that you could possibly say in a moment. And then you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll just check CNN once a day, once a week. I'll just make sure that I have something to halfway centrist balance out just something else. And and it is – and for people that don't live in the Midwest or who don't watch Fox News, yeah, I would feel the need to put a note here to, to quantify that we're not – exaggerating this at all when I was home when I just got here right before we started and moved to Kansas City I was in my grandparents house the day that the Mueller uh, indictments came down they had Fox News on every TV in a very large house and uh, I was there for several hours the people being arrested and indicted never came up all that was on every screen the entire day uh, was Hillary Clinton and the uranium or NFL players uh, who hate the flag. And it was just a rotation of those two things amongst four or five different shows for an entire day. And I was like, hey, do you guys know what's actually happening in the world right now with the arrests and stuff? And they're like, no, that doesn't matter. Uh, so there is a there is a very real thing here. And, and I, I know it's easy to joke about on social media, but when you see what it can do to a human life over a, a span of months or, or years, uh, it isn't funny anymore. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it becomes very hard for this. And it's... I, I, I know we're doing this short little like Thanksgiving is hard update about our thing. And, and I appreciate that Viv recognizes, hey, you married into this family and there's some weird baggage because you've never had to deal with a Republican in your life before. And suddenly you're blood with some of this stuff. And it is it is hard and it is difficult to know when to when to pick that fight. And sometimes you just want to say we're not picking the fight because it's Thanksgiving. And, and there are other times when Viv has actively engaged my very 
contrarian grandfather in a lot of conversations about feminism and her job and uh, what she thinks a living wage looks like and stuff. And she's always held her own. And whenever she walks away from that, I know she hasn't changed his mind about things, but my grandfather and grandmother have always expressed like, that's a smart, good person you're marrying. And, and just that, that, that strength of character uh, means so much to our relationship. <laughs> I feel like at the very least, and I was getting tripped up with this because it is a very hard thing to talk about that I've never had to talk about before, which is, I feel like, yes, we have, we have had some very strong conversations where I express all of my thoughts, but I feel like at the very least, uh, sort of existing here in this place, but also what I was getting at with what I entered set as my mantra for Thanksgiving. Uh, don't use these words. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, was just that the very least I can do is um, uh, not uh, to offer an example, if not an actual argument, to offer an example of a mind that doesn't agree with most of their daily values, to not polite laugh at a joke that veers into racism because this is where I was getting tripped up because (laughs) there is a very fine line between, um, you know, telling stories about black people making you nervous and, um, and calling someone a racist. And it's actually not a fine line. It's a whole muddy mess. And it's something I have absolutely no problem doing, except now sometimes that pops up during Thanksgiving dinner and it's my family now and I'm getting tripped up because I know that our family is listening to this but I also know that the the version of me that would call bullshit on what I'm saying by by basically saying you know very fine people on both sides they're good people so they're not racist they just sometimes say things that sound racist that's bullshit and I have to call bullshit on myself but also like I don't know if your mind is poisoned by Fox News every day, if you are not surrounded by people of color or if you're not surrounded by women who think feminism is a real thing. Like (laughs) I'm just, I realize I'm in a space where uh, I hear a lot of things that it, I should just politely laugh at and ignore. And it was my baseline goal to not do that, to say like, to question like explain that part of this story. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. Like these were my very simple and very difficult because they took up all all of my space for for that day and for a lot of my space living here now. I love it here. I love your family. I loved Thanksgiving, but I'm never going to politely laugh and change the subject after a joke that feels vaguely racist or sexist to me. And that's a really hard way to live in when when you're not in the bubble you grew up in anymore. It also feels like it it, it feeds into a thesis which people don't know about you, but is I, I consider one of your your the main difficult. <laughs> No one here is angling for a divorce <laughs> right now. Uh, no, it, uh, you have this thing that is, uh, it, it has been brought to the forefront a lot throughout the course of our relationship, especially with the intermingling of families and coming out to visit mine. You are not religious at all. There's not a religious bone in your body, but you exist in a society where there are a lot of people that think that you are a good person only if you are religious. And there is no standard out there for somebody to be 
not religious, but still a good person that still operates with a good set of, of morals. Which I have never understood. I'm sorry, really quick. We, Brock and I drove out to Salina, Kansas, a two and a half, three hour drive separately. Um, me with my family and Brock by himself. And this was a big uh, discussion between my mom and me because she's, really? she's Buddhist, which honestly, I'm sorry, mom, I didn't even really know. Like I knew, but I didn't know how Buddhist. I, but, I didn't really know yeah, either. <laughs> but we talked about, I told her that, that. Uh, like the something I I don't understand I've never understood is, is I have never understood how other religious people do not understand that I can be what I consider to be a good person without rules that have been dictated to me by a book or a creed or by someone else like I the num I, it just boggles it baffles me that. Uh, that there are people out there that don't think I can possibly be a good person if I'm not scared into it or have rules written out for me. So th right. that's, that's, yeah, keep, okay, keep going. <laughs> oh, well, this, this all plays into that, which is that you are standing up for an ethos. And right now, part of that ethos is, uh, I mean, fake news and a, a bent on what reality is and, and these sort of things. They play into that that way, but they also reflect who you are and that you are capable of of being a person of morals and values without a playbook. Amazing. Uh, and and I, I I often wonder sometimes when we wind up in these like family based fights, whether or not that's the first big tripping point for people. Like, what what set of rules is she even working right. from here? Like, I guess she's good, but like. This isn't what Jesus said, although we don't know what Jesus said anymore. And then that's a different argument. It's 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 a very interesting thing to have so many good people. And, and that is what I think Thanksgiving would boil down to is that we had fights amongst all of the best people I know in my life, from my grandparents and my parents, your your family and to us. These are all good people with good sets of ethics and these ideas. And to watch people uh, devolve into a yelly, we have to move into separate rooms sort of thing is so upsetting because you're like, but aren't we all good? Well, but I also, I'm going to stop you. We didn't do that. No one yelled. We, at one point I removed myself from a conversation, but also another conversation I didn't share with you was, uh, Oh no, please God. No, no, no. <laughs> just like what I talked about, you know, your, your dad seeing the facts of the tax plan and going with the facts instead of, your grandfather's view of of if you go with the facts, that means you're going with the that you're basically a Democrat now. Is both both your on that day, my mom on the drive and your dad in in your living room, both shared with me a story of a Christian who screwed them over in business. And so the oh my god, yeah. So the oh fact that god. like everyone there. Like your dad, my mom is a Buddhist. I'm a committed agnostic. Uh, my, Please your listen dad, to my episode of Good Christian Fun yes. if you would like to hear somebody screw over my dad in the name <laughs> yeah. of being the best Christian. Yeah, uh, and so you're, you know, you're my mom and me and your dad, who is a Christian, like that. They, your dad was able to call bullshit on uh, someone calling themselves a Christian and not actually being a good person. And I consider myself a good person, but I don't, I don't base that in the tenets like written in Christianity. But everyone in that room knew what a good person was, and they knew what a bad person was, and they knew what a bad person who was using religion as a defense 
as a shield looked like, and that was really heartening. God damn, that's that's a really that's a really positive yeah. thing to take from that. Yeah. So I know. It, we, yeah, we 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 shared that, and that and it it adds to the frustration because you're like, can't all these good people be on the same page? And that's maybe the most frustrating part is that like a partisanship has driven a wedge between not good people and bad people. But just people that are probably 95% the same person in their beliefs and and now are afraid to talk or might hate each other. Well, like, it's very hard. It is very hard. And there were some really great moments from from this Thanksgiving that's shown through all of the the crap, which it, that makes it sound like there was more of it than, than there was. Like, it was, it was great, a wonderful Thanksgiving. It was a great day. There was some crap. But <laughs> these um, these moments of uh, goodness and that we could all just talk and we didn't talk. We talked some about politics, like about the, the tax plan, but also just that we, it, I am not used to talking to that many Republicans at once. And the fact that I was talking to good people, uh, and that they, I'm sure, don't talk to that many liberals all at once. Me and my mom and and you. I'm sorry to to tell you this, babe, but you're you're a progressive now. Um, and my brother, like we just we were all in something new. But but that those moments gave me a lot of hope and made me really happy that there was like humanity and morality, and we weren't just all yelling about our differences in between. Really upset to find out that my money is all going to handouts to the poor now. I'm <laughs> basically us? unemployed. That's, that's us. Yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah, this goes. It's impossible to be poor and a Republican. It doesn't go anywhere. That's, that's not that's, true at all. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that, ending on that, that line. That is the matter. That is the problem with Kansas. Yeah, there. It's nice, and and also part of what we're hitting on here, which has to be said, I suppose, is that uh, it is it is hard to watch people in your family age, uh, and and age will do things to the brain, and they do things; it does things to the body, uh, and 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 sometimes, uh, as as has happened with various members of my family, you've had a point where you've had X number of like brushes with death or you've lived through such painful times that there is a, there is an emotional scarring that I believe leads to a sort of political scarring or a, a lack of interest in hearing somebody else's opinion about a thing or trying to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. You've lived and you've suffered in the shoes that you're in and it becomes very easy to cement yourself in that set of ideals, uh, and I, I, I don't want to call anybody in my family or, or to say that they are becoming so old that they are senile, but it is also very easy to watch somebody become set in their ways, I suppose is the best version of saying it, uh, where you're, you're, you wonder, what is the purpose of having this fight? What is the purpose of trying to stand up for this thing? Uh, and it feels good that we in our relationship and we in the relationship that we now have with a couple of families that we're blending together always feel like that fight is worth it. We always feel like there is like that that everyone is here is smart enough and good enough to engage with at the maximum level that we can engage with somebody and we will we will listen to them too and we will try to debate those points. We ne- I guess the point is never treat anybody shitty or stupid or just dismiss them because of anything. It's easy to dismiss sets of ideas or to be like, that's racist or stupid or just flat out wrong. But 
to not try to talk somebody through it is when we've all lost. And I felt very good about like, we've never ever been in that situation as we've put our families together and and we've never been in that situation between the two of us. Something else that I think is really important in that situation of, you know, no, I don't want to fight with your grandparents about like Fox news is propaganda, (laughs) but something that's really important to me is to note that it's never just a conversation between between two people. Like, I mean, even if you're alone, I don't feel like it's a conversation between two people. But if sure. I were to politely smile and nod and forgive your, anyone for any of the things that they said, you know, that I strongly, strongly disagree with, um, who else is in that room that sees someone get permission to not make sense, to spew pop propaganda, to veer into racism or bigotry or any misogyny, anything like, you know, my, my brother, who's, he's 25, but I still think of him as being like young and impressionable. Um, but like, he would see that he would see me do that. Your parents would see us do that. And if, if we, we don't want to fight with your grandparents, but also, and I don't want to fight with your brother, <laughs> but, al- but also I don't want to give tacit permission. I don't want that to go into anyone's heads of, um, they said this and no one's no one disagreed. No one said anything. And perhaps that's the greatest fear of what happens over something like a Thanksgiving is that uh, somebody says something, no one stops it, and then nothing is grounded anymore, and then we're just all shouting things. And I think that that's what we've See, done that's a very not good what job I'm of saying. Is, is like grounding everything. My, my my biggest fear is that someone says something you know horrible and no one says anything, and then everyone quietly absorbs it. That's my greatest fear, and I I don't want to add to that, so I will always, at the very least, um, say a word dissenting. My quiet, silent dissent is better for me than a silent, than a, than a polite laugh. I'm just never going to do that. Let's just acknowledge you've never done a silent dissent. You do always say something. <laughs> well, I don't think that's true, but... <laughs> oh, okay. I, I think you've done a very good job, and... And I, and I think it's one of the things that my grand I, I, my I'm grandparents sorry. I think, like so much about you. I think uh, not doing the polite laugh at a racist joke. Sure, is okay, silent that's fine. dissent. I understand. And that you you means, do very good at that. <laughs> that 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 I think means something. I agree. So the it, it is. We did a Thanksgiving, and, and there were moments of this stuff. We had a wonderful time. It all ends well, and everybody did sort of their own no versions one yelled of apologies. And yeah, it's it's just uh it is it is it is perhaps more interesting not as our family to share mm-hmm. with you but to take people from San Francisco and throw them into small town Kansas and to see where reality isn't matching up right now and that's some of what we saw uh and and there are ways to move forward there and some of those we did right and some we of don't those, know what they are we don't know they are we tried there. we tried most of them yeah. that we could think we're of. we're just sharing our experience with you uh and it was very new for both of us and uh exciting and hard and great <laughs> and then we took uh, mental self-care by uh drinking and going to bed at 9 p.m uh-huh <laughs> uh so i i and watching uh informative murder porn on one of the crime channels uh, yeah. Forensic Files. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just true crime all night. <laughs> just true crime. Uh, <laughs> because that's that that gives some perspective, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, do you have uh, something you want to recommend pop culture wise for people to look at? Anything um, like that? We. I. I know what you're going to say, so I'm not going I know. to say <laughs> yours. Um, what have I been? 
I don't know. Uh, Runaways is a really cool adaptation of the comic book, which I also highly recommend the comic book, but uh, it's on Hulu. There are three or four episodes out right now. Yeah, watch um, Runaways on Hulu yeah. right now. The first two episodes tell parallel narratives from yeah. different perspectives, so fucking watch them back to back. Don't take a break between. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so and yours is <laughs> on Netflix. There's a new show called Shot in the Dark, which <laughs> follows three groups. Of, it's 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 Nightcrawler. It's the guys that do the Nightcrawler footage, but it's in real life. And it, it's a documentary, basically about the character from Nightcrawler. It's, <laughs> and one of the guys is who the show is based on. We haven't figured out which one yet. Uh, it is. Yeah, Kat was excited by it. It is one of the most beautifully shot shows I've ever seen. Uh, doing uh, just the worst stuff and interviewing people that are maybe ethically in a maybe a permanent gray area. Sure, maybe. And and they acknowledge that and their their versions of acknowledging that are are different and weird. I I, I love it. I love it. Please watch Shot in the Dark and let us know what you think of that. Uh also uh Please start uh, reviewing the show, telling friends about the show and let us know what's going on maybe locally politically for you. Whether uh, that's here or somewhere else. Yeah, let us if there's if there's something crazy happening in a local government thing in your neck of the woods, let us know because uh, it feels like everything that isn't L.A. or New York or I guess Roy Moore right now uh, isn't really covered, and that's maybe where our show exists is we to should, help out with. <laughs> we should create an email or or a Twitter dot com thing. We're for gonna this. figure out how to run yeah, a podcast in, live on air. But in the meantime, hold on, let me Google this: how to do a Twitter. In the meantime, Brock, where can people find you? I swapped it up. He normally asks. Oh my god, I'm at Brock Wilbur on Twitter and BrockWilbur.com. Uh, and, uh, Viv, where can people find you? Uh, uh, at Viv underscore Kane, uh, on the Twitter and at themarysue.com every day. Reader stuff at the Mary Sue. Uh, yeah, it's, if you want to hear me be, if you want to hear my follow-up thoughts on, uh, Fox News and everything wrong with everything, that's where those are. Dad, please don't write to her. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.